It's time for Talking Music on KVNF Mountain Grown Community Radio. I'm Taya J. My guest today is singer-songwriter Kendra Morris. Kendra, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. So I know that you are, you're a musician, but you're also a visual artist. Um, and I'm just curious about, I'm, I'm always intrigued and fascinated and in admiration of people who don't limit themselves to a single medium or don't say this is what I do and therefore it defines me. And I'm just curious if you'll speak to your process of creating and whether that differs depending on the medium that you're working with. Yeah, I mean, really, my my dad's a visual artist and a musician and my mom plays music and I just always grew up around various mediums of creativity and with an interest in everything. I mean, I remember in like elementary school, I was really into making cartoon, like little like cartoon characters. I was really into drawing and writing stories. I would write like these little, you know, fake books and then singing and it was always these things. And then when I got older, someone, some like, I don't remember, I remember I used to like waitress at a restaurant and like I would make my own clothes also. I hated the uniforms of the restaurant. It was like a, it was like khaki pants and a polo shirt. And I was like, how can I express myself? So I remember cutting up the outfit, always just trying. And so I was like in my head, like a fashion, like into fashion too. I remember this guy telling me, he's like, jack of all trades, master of none. And I remember like that kind of for a minute made me like, oh yeah, maybe I should focus on one thing. But it was like. I couldn't. I, I'm just so inspired by multiple things. And I realized I had a, well, I was, you know, I, I've been a, I had been a bartender in New York for years um, and worked the, would work in, I worked in like a dive bar and work, would work the day shift. So I'd be there like all by myself all day with like two people in the bar. I and mean, sometimes you would have like meet somebody and you would just get bits of really amazing conversations. Like you're basically, a therapist, you know, but not getting paid like a therapist. And I remember one guy one day was like drawing and then he's like, Oh, I'm a drummer. And I was like, but you're drawing. And then he's like, well, when I, when I draw it and I go back to drumming, I'm a better drummer. I hear, I hear things different. And then I go back and I switch. And from that conversation, I kind of revisited back to like, wait a second, like that makes sense. There's no reason that you can't have multiple mediums and have them feed each other. I would like sit there in those day shifts and I would kind of collage or doodle all day or write, you know, anything. But I always, that was when I started kind of like aiming things to kind of run together. And then as I, you know, as I started doing like animation, cause I couldn't afford music videos. So I just started making my own videos and then because I have all these musician friends, someone like my buddy from Zarface, uh, DJ7L, said one day, hey, the, those videos you're always posting are really cool. Who does them for you? And I was like, oh, I do them. I could do one for you. And it was like, it was suddenly like things like that, connections through like being a musician and musician friends. And I started suddenly doing like work for other people. And then sure enough, I was like scratching all these itches as a visual artist. I could go back and continue my music. And then I was like making new connections and it just kind of just proved that whole theory of like, I think everybody's inherently creative. It's just like 
how are you working your muscle? You know, it's a muscle that you have to work. How are you, what muscles are you working? Where are you focusing them? You can focus on one muscle if you want, or you can focus on all of them and get, there's no rules to it. I think people are driven by fear. We're such a fear-based like society that we give ourselves limits. And the second that you just realize that limits are total like crap, that's when like really the sky's the limit. Yeah, I love that. Let's talk a little bit about the reissue of Babel. Let's talk about um, bringing this EP that you originally did in 2016. You're revisiting it and you're, you're bringing it to life in a new way. Tell me a little bit about that process. I mean, that I put that record my, out myself in 2016. I was between labels. I had had a few things kind of fall, the, ground, the bottom fall out. But I've never been a type of like, woe is me, the world is against me. I, you know, it was, I've always been like, okay, well, that's not, it's not going to work that way. Let's try this way. And so my this way for that was to just self-release the record. You know, I was like, you know, I see other people doing this. I'm going to give it a shot. And I would love to say, and then it was amazing. And then I had, but it wasn't, it was not, it was really hard. I spent a lot of money trying to get that record to fall on some ears, you know, and I mean, I've had amazing and amazing, like some amazing fans that have like been with me since I've been putting records out, but those are the only people that probably even heard of that record. And I put it out and it did nothing. I pressed it. I pressed 300 of them to vinyl and I did this like black, just like a basic black record and I had the girl who does all my shirts I had her screen print a big bolt of gold on it and then I took 50 of them and I collaged 50 individual um like in the corners these like apocalyptic worlds and then I hid myself in each one so I did 50 different self-portraits it took me a year to make these covers like I don't even own I I sold them in like a day but that I like I challenged myself to do that. I remember I got I had my husband like shellacking all the records for me because you know there were these like like really cool pieces of art that I want to like withstand time. So yeah, I put out the record and it didn't really like expand beyond, you know, very far. Well, and it sounds to me like this reissue is in so many ways a celebration of all of that work, all of the trials and tribulations, the falling and pulling yourself back up again. It's, I mean, it's a, it's, it sounds like a huge recognition and celebration of a lot of years worth of, of work and creative energy. Totally. And actually like you just saying that now I, I realized like, I don't even think I've gotten to properly celebrate it myself because it all because of good things. Like I've been so busy preparing for a lot of touring coming up um, finished, you know, have been working on other new music, like wrapping up other, you know, music that, you know, I've just like kind of hit the the ball's been rolling. I've hit the ground running and I haven't really gotten to sit, like pat myself on the back that, yeah, that record that I, I felt pretty like sad about just, I, I think that I was, I'm really proud of the songs on Babel and I'm really proud I did all these 
it's such a visual record for me because at that time I had had a, I had a, my daughter in 2015 and I had to really like take some pauses from like touring, you know, it, it was just, I had to pause for like, for, you know, other things in life. And I remember like, that's kind of around when, yeah, Babel, like the, there was a European label that was going to put out Babel. And they basically, like, folded. It was, like, a guy who was, like, investing. And he kind of was, like, well, you can never, you can never tour again. You, you're going to be a mom. And I was just, like, a, a few different things happened that, that it didn't come out. But I remember being, like, especially in the first few months of having, like, an infant. And, you know, I'd read these things that say, when a baby naps, you should nap. But I was, like... No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to make something. So then I started learning how to like edit videos. I started making like like editing all this archival and making like visual video collages that I could project behind me on stage. And I started making all these little like visual I call call them visualize visualizers at the time so that each song could have a visual that went with it. Um and now with like Babel, there's tons of like content for that record because I was always like creating stuff to go with that record because I was just, I, I refuse to, I don't know if it, because I'm so happy just being creative, it's never worked to me. So I refuse to be like, I need a break from my work. I love my work. It's just about making stuff. People ask me what I do and I just tell them I make stuff, you know, so. Yeah, I love that. I would love uh, to give our listeners a little taste of everything that we're talking about. Can we take a listen to something off the record? I think we should listen to Epilogue. I think that's a, I really like that. That's a very visual song to me. Jimmy went to heaven riding shotgun. Jimmy went to heaven riding shotgun. Chevy like a
heard epilogue from Kendra Morris's album Babel. Kendra joining me today on Talkin' Music. I want to talk about you're revisiting seven of the original. The original album was seven songs and then you've added three new and I'm curious what the process of returning or revisiting those original songs was and then what the dialogue is between the older songs and the three that you've added at the end of the record. Well revisiting them it, it was not difficult to revisit them. It was nice because they got uh, remastered because, you know, it's a new record. So it was really just like getting to listen to these new masters and then also getting to kind of re-experience them. And then when we decided to add three more songs, I was really excited because after Babel, I was like, I'm never putting out a record again. That was so hard. I'm going to just put out singles. Like, I was like... It's a new, it's a new age. It's 2017. It's the short attention span age. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to put out singles. And man, that's even harder to get attention. Like I I I learned though, trial and error, you know? So I put out all these other songs as singles and even less people heard those, but there were some real gems. So had these other songs that I had kind of put out and were just floating around and Terry and my manager were like, well, let's add some more songs. So we went through them all and it wasn't hard. Like I, I'm so excited that the three that made it on the record, they're three that I, I feel like they always belonged on the record in a way. Um, and they're all special to me. Uh, but there's one that's like, the most special to me and to have it on the record in a physical form is is a big deal for me which one is that will you share that with us yeah that's the song ride on i wrote that in 2012 before papal existed my brother passed away and it was a really intense time for me it was like completely out of the blue i'd never dealt with grief that like that before and I mean I actually I was talking to a friend about grief last night like it's the ultimate it's like an ultimate human experience that we don't talk about and that we don't a lot of people don't who haven't like I, I was with a friend at dinner and there was another girl who joined us and we started talking about grief she said I've never had anybody close to me die I'm I'm nervous about that because I don't know what it's gonna what I'm gonna do and him and I just it was a a really great conversation because it was 
us just being like realize I was like wow it's you're gonna you everybody has to face it we have to it's just it's a part of life um but I just was thinking about that last night well man I remember when I said that same thing to somebody oh I never dealt with grief I had no clue what this feeling of grief it's not grief isn't sadness it's not happiness it's grief it's just this thing called grief and it's a I really I wrote that song like when I when my brother died I went home to Florida and I like dropped everything just left my job left everything and I just needed to go be with my family and I decided I wanted to capture my brother into a song and I was just like I'm gonna write a song and so while I was there that whole month, I spent every day writing a line to the song because like my like, grief changes like, and it always stays with you. But like in that month, it was really intense. And also like all my brother's memories were so fresh with me. So I just wrote my, I wrote myself through that month. It was like survival mode, but it was also a really like precious thing. I felt so grateful that I could do that. And so I put up like, um, an acoustic version on SoundCloud to share with friends and a few people for a while. And then when I got back to New York and started getting back, you know, in the swing of things, uh, we decided to do a version of it, um, a little more produced out. And actually I said to Jeremy, because sometimes producers, when you, when you bring music to a producer, sometimes they'll change chord. Like if you co-write with your producer, sometimes they're like, try this chord or try this. And I said to him, I said, you cannot change any chords with this song. The chords in this song are crucial. I wrote those chords for a reason to go with those lyrics. And you're not like, I've never said been, I'm such a like easy breezy person. I'm, I feel like I'm pretty easy to work with. But for that, I was just like, these are the things that cannot change because that's my brother in the song. Like that's him. Um, so you know, I ended up putting the new version up online and it floated around and I love the version that I did with Jeremy too, you know, we honored, we added new things. And so when this was the, when Ride On was the song that made it on the record, I just feel like even more like a physical connection to the record because like now my brother, like he's like a physical like in a, like it's a physical thing and I also know that like I didn't write this song just for my grief I wrote it for other people like uh, like other people have like we're all gonna have people close and it's about you know just you know knowing for me it's like I need to visualize seeing somebody again yeah thank you so much for sharing that Kendra I would love to uh give a little nod to your brother and take a listen to write on if you're comfortable with that yeah, of course. Keep the sun with you. Free and 
Ride On from Babel by Kendra Morris joining me today on Talkin' Music. I love what you said about grief, and I think that that's so true. It's not um, it's not something we talk about until it happens, and it's almost as if we, we fear death so much that we worry that by talking about it, we're going to bring it to us. We're going to invite it in, and so we avoid it. And I think that in many, many ways that makes the inevitable that much more challenging because we haven't ever explored it before when we were in a place where, you know, we had the the luxury or the privilege to be able to explore it a little bit at a time. We wait until we're sort of plunged headfirst into that, that loss. Well, it's, like, it's like taxes. I mean, that's the worst thing, but you know, you put it off and then you're like, it's a scary thing. But it, yeah, actually this is like weird, but I just recently started like poking around on TikTok and like I've started like trying to find things that interest me instead of like some of the like garbage <laughs> up there that I'm like this is the end of the world of course it is so I started following um this hot a, a woman who works in hospice mm-hmm. and it's so interesting like I just started like following the like her stories you know she talks about her job the the patients that she works with, stories, uh, ways that things that she helps. But one of the things she said 
she talked about how she used to have a fear of death. Like she like had a paralyzing fear of death. And she's like, like, as soon as I started just talking about it, just talking about it. And it, you know, became, she's like, and then now, you know, now she works in it, but she's like, just talking about something is an enormous thing, making it an open conversation, you know? And so that's why I've never shied away about talking about losing, losing a brother, you know, because at first people will go, Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, get weird and go, I'm so sorry. But, and I just say, it's okay. You know, it's fine. Like it's, it's part of my story and it's, it's a, it's, it's a part of me. And I like to talk about it because it's never made it like, I don't get, I don't start crying or anything. It's, it just is what it is, you know? And it is a way of honoring those people. I mean, to never talk about them again because they're no longer with us seems to like that's a disservice to them and who they were as a person when they were here and the impact that they may have had on your life as well. Yeah, I actually went, there's this, I, I was, I went on a date with myself. Good for you. You go girl. I I did, I started this book and I actually am on pause with the book because I've been busy, but it's a, it's called the artist way. Love the artist way. Yeah, I've been doing it. Good for you. So you're going on your artist dates? I went on my artist date. I went on one. I'm on a break from the book, but I still journal every morning. Oh, me too. I haven't done it in probably five years, and I do my morning pages every single day. It's my favorite thing. Right? I got Yeah. I've been getting all my friends to start journaling. I went to this cemetery by me. There's a little cemetery in Greenpoint. Uh, It's called Calvary. And I just went and walked around there. You know, I turned off my phone, and I just had a walk on, like, a really cold, gray afternoon. Nobody there. And... A lot of the tombstones there are really old. Mm. There's some really old ones. There's this one with like a fireman from like a burned down oil refinery. And there's like a big old statue of him. And there's just some interesting graves. But I just had that thought about, I was like, man, once you've lived about a hundred years, or once you've been dead for about a hundred years or more, when you've been dead about a hundred years, there's no like, nothing left of you all the people that you knew are dead too and I was just like really like you really only do have the present like I was just this like profound like thought I had of like really like you know when I think of all the tiny things that I think are the end of the world something that happens in my day but you know in a hundred years it it's really like about being in the now, like, and I just, I, I can't even like quite put the thought. I just remember being like, it was just, you know, where you just have a really simple thought that maybe someone would be like, Duh. but it was a thought that I was just like, that's crazy. Like I re- we only have now, like, cause all these people, they're just names on the, they had, they had, they had bad days. But they, they're the only, they took those bad days to the grave with them, you know? Yeah. Well, and it comes back really nicely to what you said at the start of the interview about just doing, like not worrying about what we should be doing or not worrying about, you know, only doing one thing at a time or, you know, just embracing it and letting all of your creativity flow when it feels like flowing and not sort of censoring yourself or stifling yourself because this is, this is all, this is all we get. Kendra, I'm going to have you take us out on one last song. I could talk to you all day, but... 
too. It's been so fun. It's been super fun. I really appreciate you. Um, yeah, such a such a pleasure to chat with you and so many different like I love the interviews when I walk out and my brain's like, ooh, tingling. Um, it's like having a really good conversation with a friend. So thank you yeah, so much. No, thank you. This was so easy. Yeah, I really, I you're so easy to talk to and I could keep going. Totally. So could I. <laughs> Like I'm making plans While I'm looking through the past Trying to figure out who wrote me off again Was it that same old friend You just heard an interview with Kendra Morris on Talkin' Music right here on your Mountain Grown Community Radio. For more Talkin' Music programming, you can visit our website, kvnf.org. Thanks, as always, for listening. Wasn't like the blue